Hey man, welcome friends and family. It's your boy, the People's Preacher, and you are listening to the AV Podcast, the AV Podcast. And um, this is season four, premiere episode. And first of all, before I get started, I want to just thank the Lord for his uh his uh his keeping power. I want to thank the Lord for his uh his grace and his mercy that is upon my life and upon my family's. In the last couple months, you know that we've been through some things, but God has been faithful. The Word of God tells us to cast all our cares upon the Lord because He cares. And so I just want you to know no matter what you're going through, no matter what you do, God is there and He'll give you the grace that's able, that, that will enable you to get through. He'll give you the peace, the peace, the clarity, the understanding. He'll give you what you need for the battle, for the season. And to get through. And so I just want to thank the Lord that he's given me great friends and family and church folk. Uh, it has been amazing. People have stepped up to do so much for me and my family. I, I can't I can't even uh, begin to thank everybody. But I want to first of all thank my wife. This um, this episode is dedicated to James uh, Zamora, Zamaya. Uh, for my, my job today, he passed away. He went to be with the Lord um, due to some illnesses. And um, we're going to miss him. He was a good brother. He was a good friend. Funny, genuine. And uh, so this episode is dedicated to you, Brother James. Uh, you got a special place in my heart. And uh, yeah. So before we get started, today is the day. Amen. A special episode. We got an exciting Say it with me. Exciting episode. It's going to be the best episode of the year. Um, this next, uh, uh, how can I say, this next, um, dang, I even forgot, guest. Guest, she's family. She's my sister in Christ. Um, we want to do is, uh, we want to give it up. She doesn't need an introduction. But I will tell you, if you want a sister in your corner who's going to fight for you, and not play with you, and love you, and give you Jesus. Give it up for my sister, Sister Anna. Oh, Sister Anna, swag. Garcia, give it up, amen. <laughs> amen, what's good, sister? Amen. How you doing? Talk to Thank me. Thank you. Talk to me. Tell you how you, what you're doing, how you're feeling, where you're at. Just come on, talk to us, sister. I'm gonna tell you, I'm I'm feeling excited, nervous. Um, any time I get a chance to, uh, you know, give God the glory for my testimony, Amen. you know, that's that's what I love to do, you know, and that's how He uses me. Amen, amen. I I see you. Uh, you got that. Uh, you got the. Uh, you swagging in the back. So for those who don't know, this is Sister Anna Garcia, aka yeah. Sister Swag. Amen. And um, we're gonna get into all that. And so before we go any further, what I, what I love to do with all my guests is, um, you know, we go through things in life. We go through trials, tribulation, persecution, ups and downs, mountains, valleys. We go through it all. And through it all, we know that we only have one source of strength, one source of truth, and that is God's word. And so tonight I'm going to have my sister share one of the scriptures that she feel. I, I told her, sister, you got to give me something that's dear to your heart. You got to give me some, um, a gold nugget. You got to give me some word. And she's got a scripture she wants to share with us. 
So go ahead, sis. Share that scripture with us. Yeah, so um, I, I have uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Mm, come on. You know, and also to Isaiah 61 1. You know, um, and you know what? I'm 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 a bit nervous and I'm a, you you already know, man. I'm an open book, I'm very transparent, you know. I I have dentures on, I'm barely getting used to using them. Uh, and I tell you something, like I always say. The devil can't save me because, you know what, I'm an open book like that. You know what I mean? Come I on. put my stuff out there is what I'm saying. Amen. And like I said, there's no shame. Come on. Amen. And um, I love that scripture you, you picked. Yeah, this. so. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, no, yeah. And that's what I love about you. I love about you, you know. And, and no, this, no, go ahead. And this is my first time actually talking to you face-to-face -face via StreamYard. And uh, I, 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 I'm watching you via uh, Facebook. And 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 I'm seeing what God is doing through you and to you and and um and um you know there's a lot of people that have came and gone and you and you probably know that are smarter than both of us mm -hmm. they're not swaggy enough but they're smarter they're better looking than me and and they're more cooler than Come us <laughs> they're more cooler than us I guess you could say but you know what the Bible the talk you know where there's something that you can say for someone who's persevered who goes through things and is real about it, and then you Amen. still see them. So I, I just want to personally thank you for coming on, taking time to spend with me tonight, uh, taking time to share your life, your story. And one of the things I tell everybody, we know that our testimonies don't save anybody, but they push, they point, every, they point, they point back to Christ. And we know that the power is in the That's gospel. Right. In the gospel. And you know that, sis. I ain't got to tell you something you don't know. So I love the scripture that you used earlier. Right. Because my favorite scripture is Luke 4.18. And I was like, man, this sister is legit. Like, she didn't pick, like, oh, uh, the, the, the normal, like, the benefit scriptures. You picked the one that talked about, you know, uh, mm. preaching the gospel. Knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing that you got a God that is for you and... And so Luke 418 is a fulfillment of the Old Testament. And it's talking about Jesus. And we are anointed. And we are yeah. called to preach the gospel. And what I love about you is you're not stuck in a church. You know, you're out there, you're doing your thing, you're you're telling people about Jesus. And so what we're gonna do is real quick before we go any further is so we, you know, we're I don't know what to call it anymore because between the media, social media. They say we're in a pandemic. We're not in a pandemic. Coronavirus is dead. Coronavirus is light. My question to you, my first question to you is, mm -hmm. during 2020, was the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the mass mandates, a coronavirus, and everyone was staying home. People lost their jobs. People lost their homes. Can you take us back to 2020 and tell us maybe one thing that you learned? Maybe the Lord showed you a principle, a gold nugget. What did you learn during 2020 that you took into 2021? I would have to say that I've learned that our faith was tested. Ooh, come on. Not to mention, you know, our value in life, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they, they never took life serious. You know, they always, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say I was one of them. You know, uh, you know, I got all the time in the world, but in reality, we don't. 
Ooh, you know, we're on. not promised tomorrow, you know? So we, we, we got to live life as, you know, as right now, today is our last day, you know? What legacy are we going to leave behind, you oh, know? Come on. What are people going to say about us? Are people going to say that we were, you know, straight out foot soldiers or that we were rankers, you know? Ooh. I know when I was out in the world, I wasn't a ranker. Ah. So you better believe that I'm not going to be one now, you know? Come on. Use that word ranker. I ain't heard that one in a minute. <laughs> Amen. Ranker. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, yes, faith was definitely tested in 2020. I mean, if you're found, this is what I tell everybody. If your foundation mm -hmm. in 2020 was based on a man, a church, or a title, then you're, you were in trouble in 2021. Amen. Come on. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. So um, I was reading your IG, I mean, your Facebook page, and I came across this. It says, ex-stud, I am a different kind of stud. I'm a shared testimony of unashamed deliverance. Talk to us about studs and how you were an ex-stud and now you're a different stud. What does that mean? Amen. Okay. Uh, well, I was in the homosexual lifestyle uh, for 38 years. I was known as a stud. A stud is a woman that carries herself, you know, like a guy, you know, dresses like a guy from head to toe. You know, you name it what the guy would wear, I would wear it, you know. So I lived that lifestyle for 38 years, you know. And, uh, I got, and, and that's not the only thing God brought me out of, you know, he also brought me out of other stuff, but, uh, right now I'm gonna focus on your question. Yeah. Um, you know, I lived this lifestyle for, like I said, 38 years, yeah. you know, that was all I knew. Um, and in reality, I had to learn how to be a woman, you know, I had to learn how to be a woman. I had to learn how to carry myself as a woman. I had to, you know, let go of all those, you know, uh, tendencies that I had, you know, as a stud. You know, and just let God work, you know, from the inside out, you know, Ooh, and then eventually on. he worked on the outside. Amen. And so what I wanted to do is, uh, man, I love that. I wanted to do is I wanted you to take us back. You know, there's a whole lot we could talk about, you know, because of the, the times we're living in the LGBT community, uh, homosexuality. Right. Um, but what I want to do is I want to focus not so much on the people and demonizing them and and make and, and talking down on them but i want to talk about some of the reasons like some people say this there's different things uh for those who don't know and the reason why i have a special love for the the lgbtq community is um when i was 12 years old my father came out the closet And so my dad was homosexual. Um, sad to say he died a homosexual. I don't know. He knew the gospel. He knew Jesus. Actually, my dad had many conversations with me as a kid about the rapture. It was weird. Christianity, um, Jesus, heaven, hell. So I knew my dad knew about God. I just knew that he was stuck in that lifestyle. And so some people say they're born this way. Some people become this way. Um, talk to us a little bit about you growing up. Like, 
How was it you growing up? Did you grow up just normal kid? And what 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 led you into? We want to talk a little bit about your life, and then what kind of led you in that direction. But let's talk about you, at little Anna, mm-hmm. little Anna running around where you grew up. You know the family dynamic. Right. Uh, well, in order for you guys to understand, you know, uh, what led me to become a homosexual, I got to uh, share with you guys from birth. Let's the reason it. why I say from birth is because uh, my parents only wanted two babies. You know, they only wanted two babies. And after that, you know, they were in close shop, you know. So, you know, my, my parents, they lived here, you know. But what happened was that they went out to Tijuana, you know. Uh, I, I don't know for what, but they went out to Tijuana, you know, and what have you. And long story short, my mom ended up, you know, giving birth out there in Tijuana, right? So, uh, they already had a, a older daughter, Gina. And so my mom gave birth, you know, like I said, in Tijuana. So that's when my, my sister Angie was born, you know, and, um, uh, my dad went out, you know, after he, you know, the delivery was done or at least he thought it was done. Uh, he went out of the room and the next thing you know, um, you know, the, the doctor had the nurse, you know, uh, call my dad back, you know, Hey, Mr. Garcia, come back. You know, you're not done yet. And my dad was like, what do you mean? I'm not done yet. You know, so my dad went back and what have you. And, uh, long story short, they ended up having twins. I was the, 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 you know, the second twin, meaning, you know, I was the third baby, you know, the third kid. And remember I told you guys, they only wanted two. So um, the thing was that instead of them seeing the blessing, you know, of having twins, uh, they ended up seeing me as a burden. So I suffered rejection, you know, at birth. So uh, growing up, you know, pictures that I have, and I, I should have sent you some, uh, but I didn't. Uh, you know, just right now it dawned on me, man, I should have sent them the pictures. But anyways, um, you know, in the pictures, you could see my mom with my two sisters and me. I'm always like, uh, uh, I, I call it set apart from them, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're here as a family. They're here as a family. And I'm like, you know, always away. Anyways, and, uh, you know, so, you know, of course, rejection. Uh, you know, when, when you're in elementary, you know how the teacher asks for, uh, for supplies, you know, for whatever, you know, they're going to be doing in the classroom. Uh, my parents would always give my sisters their supplies, but when it came to me, they never got me my supplies. So, of course, I got in trouble at school and all that stuff. Um, so, anyways, you know, like I said, you know, just growing up, even when we were in the, you know, when we were uh, sleeping in the room, my mom and my dad only had my two sisters sleeping in the bedroom, and they always had me sleeping in the living room. Again, there was a rejection right there, set apart, you know. So, you know, that messed with me, you know, it messed with me. And also to seeing how my dad was, you know, very disrespectful with my mom when we would go out, you know, to the market or wherever we would go. Um, it would be uh, my mom, my two sisters, my grandmother, which was my mom's mom, uh, my dad and myself, you know, we'd be in the car station wagon. And then next, you know, you know, my dad would just roll down the window and like yell out disrespectful stuff, you know, to the women. Mm. Well, all of us are in the car, you know, and of course, you know, I started getting angry and what have you, you know, I got very angry, bitter. I mean, you name it. Right. 
So one day I said to myself, you know what? If that's what being married to a man is, I want no part of it, you know? So that was another reason why I chose, you know, notice I said chose, you know, why I chose, you know, to, to become a homosexual. And uh, so, you know, just things here and there, like I said. And then also, too, uh, I was molested, you know, as a young kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I was molested by my grandmother, which was my mom's mom, uh, from the age of eight to the age of 14, till I finally put a stop to it. Uh, but she found other ways, you know, to abuse me, which was, you know, uh, uh, calling me cuss words and what have you, you know, hitting me. So that was, you know, another way for my grandmother, you know, to abuse me. Wow. So, so that's what led to that, you know. Uh -huh. And, yeah. No, go ahead. Carry on. So one of the things that I'm noticing is, um, you know, a, a lot of people talk about uh, the, the common, one of the common things about um, people who become, uh, who live the uh, homosexual, lesbian lifestyle is being molested. And one thing that that I, mm -hmm. I, in our and 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 Hispanic families, a lot of things are put under the rug mm -hmm. because people m get molested. Yeah. Nobody wants to say nothing because you don't want to mm -hmm. hurt Uncle Chucho's feelings or Grandma Grandma's feelings or Grandpa's feelings. And so, um, mm -hmm. how did that feel? Right. You know, how did that feel for you as a kid that you couldn't sit there and you couldn't? Um, did you? feel a need to say anything did you say anything or did you just keep it to yourself understand that like i tell you guys uh my parents rejected me yes. as well as my sisters you know they would stay away from me and uh so when that happened to me you know i kept it to myself now when i was like you know uh you know the age when when uh, uh your parents start sending you to the store say about the age of 12, 13, you know, around there, 11. Uh, my mom would send me to the store, you know, to get whatever she needed. And I would sometimes tell, you know, could one of my sisters go with me? And my mom would tell me, no, you go by yourself. Me, what I felt was that that was her way of anything happened to me by myself. Well, it happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. understand they rejected me. So I felt that, you know, she wasn't going to care, you know, if anything happened to me. So along the way, uh, one of those times that I did go to the store by myself, uh, what ended up happening was that this man, he had a little uh, store, you know, where he sold fishing, you know, fishing supplies and what have you. Yeah. Um, I was going by. And long story short about that, he ended up telling me that uh, I didn't know this man. He ended up telling me that he knew my dad and that my dad told him to tell me, you know, to wait for him in, you know, in his store. So me believing the man, you know, I went and followed him, you know, in his store. Uh, long story short, you know, he ended up, you know, uh, you know, uh, bundling me and what have you. Mm. So he molested me. And uh, thankfully, he didn't lock the door. So I just went ahead and I ran out and I just ran home. You know, again, I kept that to myself because I, I knew my mom and my, my dad weren't it was going to phase them, I guess you could yeah, say, yeah. you know, so I just held that one inside of me too. Wow. So that build up, well, what that did was it also build up anger, resentment, rage, and what have you. So, I mean, I had big time uh, rage, you know, when it came uh, with the men, it was, my rage was mostly with the men, yeah. you know? So, um, 
I mean, that also drove me into, you know, getting involved in a gang. Uh, keep in mind, like I told you guys, you know, I was dressed like a guy, so I look like mm -hmm. a guy. I definitely look like a guy from head to toe, yeah. so, you know? So if you see the pictures now of how I look, you'd be like, man, that is nothing like you. Amen. Come on. So let's, let's, let's park there. Let's go back to, so you're 11, 12 years old and you know, you're, like, okay. you're, you're ready for me, your mind, your mentalities, you know, you hate mm -hmm. men, you're broken, you're jacked up, you know, all these things. What leads you? So when do you feel like, mm -hmm. okay, at this moment, I know that I'm, I'm gay. I, I, I'm attracted to women. We don't have to go deep into it. And then when do you, and you, so then mm -hmm. you take all this rage and then you become, you get into the gangs. So when do you know, like, you know what, this is who I am, or at least mm -hmm. you believe who you are at that moment. Right. Uh, in elementary, you know, in elementary, I'd say in the fifth grade, okay. you know, I was in the fifth grade. Uh, I started, yeah, I started having, you know, little, I don't even know what to call it. Cause I mean, as a kid, you don't know what to crush, you know, but I started having, having, you know, like things for, for little girls, let's say, okay. you know, and, uh, yeah, from there, it just like you could say it escalated and what have you, you know, as years went by. So, um, what city did you grow up in? Um, we'll, we'll take us there, like, where's what city you grew up in, and then, um, we'll talk about when you uh entered into uh to, to being an active gang member. Okay, so I grew up in South Central, Ooh, okay, but I can honestly say I didn't gangbang in South Central. I didn't, I didn't gangbang in South Central. And I'm not going to say where I gangbanged because, um, not because I'm scared or nothing like that. It's just I had made a promise when I got saved. I told God that I would never mention the gang. Amen. You know, Amen. Amen. Respect. I would never mention the name, you know. Yeah. So I, I got to keep my promise to God, you know. Amen. So t tell us this then. So at what age do you join the gang? And um, mm -hmm. how many years were you active? doing that and living that lifestyle i joined the gang when i was 16 okay and i would say i got out like say when i was 34 years old Ooh, you, was OG. you know so you was OG, i got out a few yeah yeah i got out a few years you know before i i gave my life to the lord you know august 18 2013 would be uh Eight years that I've given my life to the Lord. Amen. You know, praise God. So, yeah. Amen. And so, and being from a, a gang, and being a woman who, of course, like you said, you was a stud. So you weren't be you weren't going with you weren't hanging out with mm -hmm. the girls, you was hanging out with the dudes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, I was hanging with the dudes, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And you were probably more downer than most of the guys, I, I guarantee. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was. Uh -huh. And 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 uh, put it this way. I was so down to the point that. Um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Just uh, what was it? Just last week, I shared my testimony also on uh, Rocking Chicano. Okay. And uh, I shared something that I had never shared before, but the Lord had already prepared me to share that part. 
Amen. Uh, so now that that part's out, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna share it here with you. So, you know, uh, with your viewers. Shout out um, to uh, shout out to brother Anthony, so what ended up Anthony Tabaris. Yeah. Anthony Tabaris. Amen. Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. Yes, that's my brother right there, Anthony Tabaris and Little Man. Amen. It's okay. <laughs> and so yeah, so um, so what what ended up happening was that you know um. Uh, I got to keep it real, you know, like that, that's just my motto. I keep it real, you know, amen, amen. and, uh, what happened was that the first time I ever, you know, the first time I ever committed a crime, uh, I can honestly tell you that when I had the, the gun in my hand, um, uh, when, right when I was going to shoot the guy, what ended up happening was that I saw my dad's face, Ooh, you know, okay. I seen my dad's face on that dude's face. So man, that right there just. It just fired me up, and I just, you know, pulled pulled the trigger, you know. And after that time, I got to keep it real, and, you know, it was easier from then on, you know, yeah. for me to do what I did and what have you. And I'm not saying that, you know, boasting about what I did and what have you, but I am going to say this, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have that, you know, as a, my past. That's my past. You know, I've repented. I've asked God to forgive me. So, you know, God's forgiven me about it. So that's why I'm at peace now, you know, that I'm able to talk about it, you know. Amen. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is this, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, um, people um, in the church. My question to you, is the church ready to reach the mm -hmm. LGBT community? And we'll pause. Two is, and if the church is ready, how can we? Okay, the church ain't ready. Okay. Okay, so I have a I, I did an interview um, probably about a year a year ago. Uh, my cousin, his name is uh, I don't know if you heard of him, Gilbert Moraga. Gilbert Moraga grew up across the street from my family. Our families they grew up across the street from each other, and uh, he told me that everybody was trying to change him, pretty much. Everybody was trying to do God's job, and, and, and he said even when they used scripture, it sounded mm -hmm. like hate. And everybody would condemn him and, and talk bad to him. And you know what? And I'm pretty sure for the same for you. But he said it was the love that he 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 got from the Christian community that kept him from like pushing away. Talk to us a little bit about why do you think that your church isn't ready to receive not to receive them, but yeah, to receive the LGBT community and to witness to them. How can is the church ready and how can, how do how do we do it how do we reach people that are stuck in that uh, stuck in that lifestyle okay it's put it this way it's it's um it's how put it this way it's how we win people and what i mean by that is how are we winning souls mm -hmm. you know god didn't put us on put it this way let me use myself as an example okay just because God brought me out of homosexuality doesn't mean I'm going to turn around and now I'm going to talk down to those that are in the LGBT because yeah. God didn't save me for that. Yeah. God saved me to use me as a bridge to Ooh, point them, you know, to him. Amen. Amen. Not to come away from him, you know. And I'm going to tell you what the church needs to understand and what I'm going to say right now, I say it in love, okay, but I'm being honest. Be honest. Okay, what the church needs to understand when they hear about a homosexual, you know, being coming in their church, you know, uh, what have you. I'm going to use my situation as an example. 
when I started going to church, when I got saved, well, I had this person, that person, that person, one in a, oh, Anna, let me put a dress on you. Let me put lipstick on you. Let me this, let me that, da, 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 da. And I'm like, hold up, man. Like, like what are you guys doing? <laughs> like you guys are wanting to play God. You know, seriously, you guys are wanting to play God. Like a when, project. Yeah, like their pro you guys don't even know how God is going to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so, it, 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 I mean, I'm very big on that because, like I tell you, my, my, let's say what I went through is completely different from what you're, you're telling me about your cousin, right? Yeah. With me, like I tell you, they, I truly believe that they saw me as a trophy, you know, oh, let's see who's going to be the one to put a dress on Anna. Oh, let's see who's going to be the first one to put lipstick on her. Yes, oh, yes. it's, it's like, I mean, come on, really? That, that, <laughs> what? Like, come on, man, this ain't no competition, mm. you know? Come on. So, you know, right away I would tell them, you know what, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I would be nice to them, but I was like, you know, what, ain't trying to hear you, you know, <laughs> and I, deep down inside of me, seriously, deep down inside of me, I knew that wasn't God. Mm, come on. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you how I knew that wasn't God. Okay. How I knew that wasn't God was because of the way I was feeling inside. Okay. They were making me feel uncomfortable. They were making me feel like, like, oh, I had to do it. Like, I mean, and, and I know that wasn't God. Because mm -hmm. the day I got saved, okay, the day I got saved, I know that feeling. And I'm going to tell you something. The feeling that these women were trying to, you know, give me or was giving me or making me feel, excuse me, was completely the opposite of how I felt when I got saved, you know. Now, the thing is this. Uh, a few years ago. I don't know if you heard about uh, uh, when this homosexual went into this one church. I don't remember what city, the church. I don't remember. But it was this one church. And next thing you know, the pastor singles that, that homosexual out and starts talking stuff to that homosexual. Mm. And what I mean by talking stuff is like, you know, putting that homosexual down and all that. Okay. And I, I was like, man, really? Like, that's pretty messed up. That grieved my heart because... That pastor did not know if that was the day that that homosexual chose to go into church and give his life to God. Mm, amen. You know, for the pastor to do what he did, I mean, you, come on, man. You know, and, and the way I said it was this way. His blood was in his hand because he didn't have to treat him the way he talked about him. Amen. You know, amen. And, and we got to learn to treat people. Ooh, okay. Come on. It, it's, and me, I, I'll tell you something. What I went through with, you know, when I got saved and what have you, I know that I went through it because that was like they say, like for me to learn, you know what? We don't do this. We don't do that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Amen. So that to me was like a, a teaching tool, right? Amen. And and I'm gonna tell you guys something, okay? We what does the Bible say? Okay, love the sinner. Okay, love the sinner. That pastor did not love the sinner. He didn't. You know. And I'm sure there's many other pastors. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying there's many other pastors that for whatever reason, they think they got to talk down. And that's not how you win the soul to God. That's not how you do it. Ooh. Definitely not. Ooh, come on. And sister. as you can see, that really pumps me up because, I mean, like I tell you, you know, it. I, I know what it's like. I know how it feels. And I definitely don't want no brother or sister that is trying to give their life to God. You know, to put this way, when you're sick and tired of something, 
you want to come, you want to feel accepted, you want to feel loved, you want to feel compassion. But if you ain't got that in the church, what? They ain't coming. Because let's not forget, you know, we are the church. So shame on us as the church. Amen, amen. And, and, and that's definitely uh, something I feel like, you know, when it comes to the church, you know, sometimes, let's just be real, as human beings, we're always trying to do God's jo job. You know, there's a there's a lane that we're supposed to stay in, and then there's a lane that we're not. And I think a lot of times we try to do God's job, right. we try to change people, we try to, we try to, we try to be the healer, the, the deliverer, and uh, we just, what we do is we, we, Push people mm -hmm. away. Amen. And even if they're still got saved, yeah. we, we hinder mm -hmm. the process. Amen. So yeah. one of the things that I tell people is, you know, um, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, we uh I think we tend to do this. And I could mm -hmm. be wrong, but you know, we, we tend to get homosexuality and give it its own sin and give it its own category. But we don't talk about the gangbangers, mm -hmm. the murderers, the rapists, Come on. Yep. the thieves, because we don't want to offend my uncle, my aunt, my cousin, my nephew, my my neighbor. But the thing is, is we put mm -hmm. homosexuality in a separate category and we demonize people to the point where even when we're speaking God's word, it sounds hate hateful because we're sent, pretty much we're sending everybody. We're sending these. Yes. People, we're sending these people to hell. And the Bible tells us no one says who mm -hmm. stays or goes like we're not the judge nor the jury and so that's powerful because you know exactly uh, I, I love what you said you said it's a tool you know you learn what not to do and uh the thing is is you got people in the mm -hmm. church that that think that uh they know what's best for you but only god knows what's best for us amen Amen. So let's move on a little bit. Um, exactly. Yes. Amen. Let's move on a little bit. I really, I, I really want to know something. So talk to us a little bit about that season. I always tell everybody there's that season in our lives. You know, there's a season where God begins. The Bible says mm -hmm. this, that nobody comes but through the sun and nobody comes but by the spirit. So at one point in our lives, we're all dead to Christ. Mm -hmm. We got the blinders on. We're going full force. We're working for the devil. We're living for self. We don't care. Who cares? It's all about me. And then something happens where things begin to happen. And, God, and we don't know then what we knew now, but God begins to draw us and he begins to pull us in. Right. Take us to that season, sis, mm -hmm. where God began to start to reveal himself to you little by little. And you begin to like, what the heck's going on here? And then what happens and how do you... How do you become from Sister Anna, from from Anna to Sister Swag? <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, so what ended up happening was that um, regarding the gang, like I tell you, the reason why I got out of the gang is this. Okay, this is what got me out of the gang. Um, you know, you already know how it goes. You know, the game of the gang, you know, the gang life. How does it go, you know? They come shooting in your territory, you shoot back and all that, back and forth, back and forth, right? Well, long story short, this one day, uh, they came, you know, uh, a rival gang came into our territory, started shooting, we shot back and what have you. Long story short, the next day I find out uh, from a homeboy, 
that this one little youngster, uh, which I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he was only 12 years old. Uh, he looked up to me because it's what you said earlier. Uh, he would tell me, hey, you know what? Because they call me crazy, right? Big crazy. He's like, hey, big crazy. Man, I, I wish you were my brother. But you see, he knew that I was a girl. But yet he said that I was more of a guy than his brother. <laughs> and I would tell him, you know, I mean, don't say that. Uh-huh. So anyways, even even my my you know my homeboys uh girls, they some of them, I'm not saying all of them, but some of them they wanted to get with me. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, I don't cross that line, you know. So anyway, back to to the boy getting shot. Uh I end up hearing that he's the one that got shot, right? And that right there, man, that I was like, you know what? I'm not down to let no youngster die because of something stupid that I decide, you know. Well, not just me, but that we decide, you know, we're we're supposed to be claiming something that ain't even ours, you know. So uh, next thing you know, you know, I get jumped out of the gang. And that's how I got jumped out of that gang, right? So I start gangbanging, like I told you, at the age of 34. So um, next thing you know, like the last relationship, the homosexual relationship that I was in, uh, we were ready. We we put this way. I already had the engagement rings. I had everything set up. The only thing we were waiting for was Proposition Eight to pass, right? And of course, you know, God had other plans. What ended up happening was that, um, you know, the girl I was with. Uh, when you with somebody, you know them like the back of your hand, right? Yeah. So I started noticing, you know, something was wrong with her, you know, something was off and what have you. I would ask her, you know, hey, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? Are you all right? And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, whatever, whatever. Uh, One day I asked her again, I said, what's wrong? I said, I noticed you're different. And then finally, I could tell she wanted to say something, but yes, she wouldn't. So I would tell her, just tell me what's wrong, you know? And she's like, I don't want to. And I could tell she was kind of scared. Understand that she knew the life, you know, that I had lived and what have you, you know, the stuff I would do and all that. So I, after me reassuring her that I wasn't going to do nothing to her, uh, that's when she told me, she goes, you know what? She goes, I don't want to go to hell because of you. Ooh, preach. And when she said that to me, I was like, what the heck? It's like <laughs> somebody got something and socked me in the stomach, you know, oh, and just took the air out of me. Wow. And I just stood right there and i was like and i don't know how long i stood there like dumbfounded like you know did i just hear what i thought i heard whatever whatever and i told her well you know what i said well i i can't force you to you know to stay with me she goes but i i still love you she goes but i can't be with you Ooh, i said man. well i can't force you to stay with me i said because i don't want you to hate me so she went ahead and she took off her ring and she put it in my hand you know her engagement ring she put it in my hand and she was staying in my house, so um, I told her, all right, then, well, just grab your stuff and, you know, go on and leave. And so she got her stuff, she left and what have you. I don't long after that, uh, one day she called me, you know, out of nowhere, she called me. And I picked up the phone, and I'm like, hello? And then she's like, uh, I was just calling to see how you're doing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm all right, how are you doing? She's like, I'm all right. She goes, can I come over? And I'm not going to lie to you. When she said, can I come over? I was like, I knew you'd be back, you know, because there was that prideful spirit, you know. I knew you'd be back. Come on. Come on. I got to keep it real, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I knew you'd be back, man. And then she's like, can I come over? She goes, but I got to tell you. She goes, I want to come over as a friend. 
Okay? She goes, there's nothing going to happen between us. You know, I just want to come over as a friend and just talk. And I'm like, I thought to myself, well, you know what? If I can have her as my fiance, as my wife, I might as well have her as a friend. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, okay, come over. So anyway, she starts coming over. Next thing you know, she starts talking to me about God, you know. And I'm like, of course, that pissed me off, you know. Understand I'm still in the world. I'm still sinning, you know. And I'm like, you know what? Don't. Of course, I cussed and all that stuff, you know. Don't come over here talking to me about your God. He's the reason why you left me, yada, yada, all this stuff, right? And then um, she would just keep on, just keep on, just keep on. And I was like, man, this girl don't stop. Like, shut up already, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, we would go out and she would have worship music on. Yeah. You know, she would have worship music on. And I would try to change the channel, but she wouldn't let me. And I, next thing you know, you know, I just started listening to stuff. And it started kind of catching my attention, you know, to the sermons she would listen to and all that stuff. Uh, long story short, how many of us know that Google's our friend, right? You could find <laughs> anything in Google. So next thing you know, I start, um, you know, like just getting little things that she would say to me, you know, Christian, church, you know, little things, right? And I would start, you know, Googling, you know, Christian churches. Next thing you know, I see, you know, a couple of them or what have you. I end up looking at this one online. I didn't like it. And don't ask me what I didn't like. I just didn't like it. I don't know what I was looking for. So I come across this one, and I see the pastor, you know, he's like, man, he's just ministering. He's going all out, you know, being radical and everything. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That that pastor right there, man, he, like, reeled me in, you know? Yeah. He reeled me in. And so, um, you know, I, I would set my, my phone, you know, I would set my alarm, you know, to their services, which was Fridays and Sundays, you know, and uh, it became like a routine. And, of course, this was between God and me because never once did I tell her what I was doing, right? And uh, one day she tells me, oh, because I had told her one time that we were in the in her car. Uh, I had told her, I said, hey, you know, that, that man that's talking, I said, he talks pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, oh, well, one day I'll take you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. So um, next thing you know, one day she calls me during the week. And she tells me, oh, get ready Sunday. We're going to go to. And the, the pastor that she was going to take me to was uh, Pastor Raul Reese, right? Ooh, come on. She goes, oh, get ready. You know, I'm going to take you this Sunday to Pastor Raul's church. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, I thought she was just talking. And so, yeah, you know, she ends up coming to pick me up, you know, Sunday. Uh, I'm driving over there. You know, of course, I still had that little macho mentality. In case you guys are wondering what I'm holding, I'm holding one of these stress balls, okay? <laughs> I don't want people to wonder, like, what is she holding? It's a stress ball. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but uh, what do you call it? So, yeah, she, you know, and so, you know, I'm driving and what have you, and I still had that, you know, that mentality of, you know, I was the dude, you know, so I'm driving. And so there we go and what have you. Then out of nowhere, I tell her, Hey, and uh, the 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 man calls you. I knew he was called the pastor. Understand that I was doing my own little thing, you know, without anybody knowing. Yeah. I knew he was a pastor. And I knew when you go up to the front, it's called the, oh, my God, my, my mind just left me right now. It's called the altar call. Yeah. You know, but I told her, I said, hey, when that man tells you to go there, I said, will you go with me? Ooh, she looked at me like I was stuck on stupid. Like, what the heck happened to you? Right. She's like. You ain't trying to go up there. I said, yeah, I wouldn't go up there. Will you go with me? And she's like, okay. 
And I guess you thought I was, you know, just saying that, right? Yeah. We're in the church and what have you. So when Pastor Raul does the altar call, I turn to her and I tell her, so are you going to go with me? Come on, go with me. And she didn't want to go with me. And I was like, come on, you promised me you're going to go with me. Go with me. So she walked with me. And to be honest with you, till this day, I don't even know if she walked the way down with me. I don't know. I just kept walking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I kept walking. <laughs> and it's funny to me now because it just dawned on me right now. Did she even walk all the way up there with me? I don't know, right? Come on. Anyways, so I'm standing right there uh, in front of the altar. And I'm literally like this. Like, Pastor Raul is, like, right in front of me, you know? And I know that was God aligning me exactly right there where, where, where Pastor Raul was at, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm standing there. And then once he started saying the sinner's prayer and what have you, I, I, I had my hands, you know, I'm not going to say I had them up, but I kind of had them made out or I don't know. I, I honestly can't remember. But I do remember that, you know, as he was saying what he was saying, I had my eyes closed. And I was literally like rendering my life to God. And the reason why I'm crying right now is because, man, oh. you guys got to understand. Come on, What sister. I felt that day, man. Let me tell you guys, I just felt the heat enter the top of my head or my body. It consumed me. I mean, it just consumed me, you know? Right there at that moment, I get to you guys. August 18, 2013, homosexuality, homosexuality left my body, guys. Wow. It left my body. And what I mean by left my body, it's a spirit of homosexuality, okay? I used to say I was born gay. I was born a homosexual. I said that that many times. Yeah. You know, I even got I even went as far as saying, "Oh, guy, God, God made a mistake. He meant to make me a a, a man instead of a girl." You know, talking right. Yeah. That was my way of justifying my sin, because that was really what I was doing was I was justifying my sin. You know, but I'm gonna tell you guys something. The day that my my the, my Lord and Savior, you know, did that for me. I mean, man. I got set free that day, and Amen. ever since that day, thank God, thank I have God. never cracked, you know? Ooh, sister, you're going to make me cry, too, and we're going to be crying together. Amen. What a beautiful story. You know what? <laughs> One thing that I love, about, I love about God, and I know you love about God, and I'll get emotional, too, because the Lord meets you where you're at. And so I tell people, you're going to get clean yep. and come to church? You're going to give up your sin and come to church? No, 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 no. God takes what the world throws away. The Bible says he takes the foolish things of the world. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he takes the trash and he takes the broken and the, and the ugly. And he, he takes up. We're the ugly. We're the broken. We're the messed up. And he takes us. And what you felt that day was the love. Right. Was the consuming love. The love that put him on. The love that's. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Mm -hmm. And it was that love that he sent his son for us to die. Amen. And he died for you. He died for me. So, amen. What a powerful story. Yes. And it's it's awesome because so many people can testify to where they were and God just drew, drew them. And like you said, you was on a mission. Once you said, I'm going to that, I'm going and no devil in hell. And I don't know if homegirl walk with me. Mm -hmm. But you know what's crazy is I tell this story. Um, I was in a real bad relationship in my season, like your season. And the girl did mm -hmm. me dirty. Uh -huh. Did me dirty. Right. And um, she led me. 
She was part of God's plan. Just like that girl. She was part of God's plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And so, amen. That's a beautiful story. Right. A beautiful testimony. So let's fast forward a little bit. I want to get into the good, good stuff. Because that was good. But I want to get into the good. So take us to that moment. <laughs> take us to that moment, sis. Man, I, I, powerful, powerful. Amen. Uh, how do you know that God is called... God is, God is able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and love the unlovable. And that's what we are, sis. You are definitely a, a, a treasure. Amen. Amen. And so yep. take us to this season where God begins to give you a vision for swag. And talk to us a little bit about what swag is. And, um, yeah, give us give us your heart. Share with us how you came, uh, how God gave you that vision and what you're doing within that ministry at this moment. Before I say that, I just want to say this. Uh, when it came to my salvation, honestly, also, I took, and don't ask me why, but I took that scripture to heart, the one that says, come as you are. Ooh, come on. Because yeah. that's exactly what I did. You know, I went in my sin and I, I literally, you know, came as I was, you know. And and like you said, you know, God met me there at the altar. Amen. Ooh, come on. Uh, but anyways, um, what happened was that uh, uh, um, uh, first God had given me um, uh, how do you say it? God had given me um, a a name called Shake It Off. Okay. So what ended up happening was that um. You know, I, I started, I, I had this uh, this page, this group of women, you know, called Shake It Off. And the reason why the Lord gave me that name was because, you know, like when we go through stuff and what have you, you know, the Lord literally, I literally heard the Lord say, Shake It Off, Ooh, you know. Amen. And so I picked up that name, you know, and started naming the, the, the group, you know, that, right? So then one day, um, the Lord reminded me of back in 2016. Uh, the name Swag, I, I, I had used it. Uh, you know, you know how we have those uh Facebook memories that come to yeah, our yeah, page, yeah, and what yeah, have yeah, you. Yeah. Well, anyways, this day, you know, the Lord had, yeah, the Lord had reminded me that that uh that I had uh you know that that I had written something about Swag, right? And uh, I used to say I have a different Swag and what have you, and then I would write you know uh names and what have you, right? Yeah. So anyways, um, I was like, man, Lord, like, okay, like, why are you showing me this? You know, I don't get it. Why are you showing me that? And then he he just took me like word by word, right? Ooh, come on. Like sisters warring against Goliaths, you mm. know? What are Goliaths? Goliaths are what we go through in life, you know? Everything we go through in life, you know? You call them seasons, I call them Goliaths, Ooh, you know? come on. And that's how the Lord had me, you know? He's the one that gave me the name, you know, for that ministry. You know, if you notice, uh, it says founder Ana Garcia, but at the bottom it says, this is God's ministry. Because never once have I came, it's my ministry. Because it's not my my ministry. We even have shirts that it has the same thing, you know, that it says there. The only difference is now the shirt. Let me stand up real quick. Hope you guys can see it. The shirt now has, has the scripture right there, you know, Proverbs. Uh, thirty-one thirty. You know, so that's what's in the in the middle of the of the T-shirt. You know, and uh, I mean, it's it's amazing what God is doing with His ministry, 
because like I said, you know, um, I'll tell you something, COVID, you know, COVID had, had us, uh, put it this way, before COVID, actually, let me back up a little, before COVID, we, we were having uh, meet and greets, you know, we were going to different, you know, the cities, you know, having little potluck, you know, for us sisters to get together, to meet each other and what have you, you know, like they say, breaking bread, you know? Ooh, I love breaking bread. And so we were doing that, but once COVID hit, uh, yeah, come on now. So as soon as COVID hit, you know, of course, you know, everything, you know, yeah. we all went on lockdown, right? I call it is a Holy Ghost shakedown is really what it was, Ooh, you know, because it on. got us all, you know, aligned and what have you, you know? Yes. And so I was like, man, you know, what are we going to do? You know, we, we need to still, you know, be able to, to um, you know, we still need to be able, you know, to come together and what have you. So the next, you know, I started, uh, you know, just going ahead and, and uh, I just started, you know, uh, doing StreamYard, you know, using StreamYard for us to go live, you know, on Tuesdays. We go live um, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, and we pick topics. I have a little uh, container here. This little container, we have different topics that we pick out from here that people have written, you know, sisters have have written, you know, for us to, to write about, I'm excuse me, for us to talk about and what have you. For instance, uh, this uh, August 3rd, our topic that we're going to be talking about is going to be father, mother, wounds, you know? So like I said, you know, we talk about different topics, you know, topics that, um, that you know, some, well, I, I, I'll say it this way, that churches, you know, don't talk about, you know? So we talk about them. Of course, we back them up, you know, with scripture. You know, so it's uh, backed up with scripture. Everything we talk about is backed up with scripture. Uh, shout out to my swag sisters. Um, and I mean, it's pretty awesome, you know, what God is doing with his ministry, you know, because uh, I'll tell you something. It, it, it amazes me how when I was, you know, black for 38 years, you know, here I was lusting for women because that's really what I was doing when I was in the homosexual, you know, community. Uh, I was lusting for women, okay? But now, looking now, how God turned it around for his good, that now I, I'm able to sit with women and we, you know, fellowship, we break bread, and we just come together like arms, you know? Amen, amen. That's what it's about, you know? And it's crazy because I, I just love the fact that I, I, I keep uh, thinking like, man, you know, it's crazy how... Uh, the devil, you know, like perverted, you know, like my purpose, you could say, you know, yeah. he perverted my purpose, you know, but thank God, you know, God set me free from that. So I was able, you know, to go ahead and, uh, you know, like I said, you know, now be be the founder of Swag. But um, I mean, it's amazing. As a matter of fact, on on uh, July 17, uh, we just had our, our first Swag uh, Women's Convention, you know. And uh, we had it in La Habra, you know, and that day, I'm going to tell you something, that day, two more doors opened up for, for us to have, you know, two more conventions, you know, so to God be the glory for that. I mean, just what he's doing with his ministry, I'm going to tell you something, it amazes me, you know. Amen. I was going to tell you about um, about the conference. It looked really good. Um, it looked like a lot of people showed up. Um, what was the, um, so that was your first conference for swag. Uh, and so you're saying that God... Open up some more doors. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's uh, let's continue. Um, I wanted to share um, some pictures. 
So I seen these pictures, and um, talk to us a little bit about these pictures. Okay, let me uh, let me uh, get a little bit some little difficulties. There we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, so we got these pictures right here, right? Go ahead and talk to us about these pictures. I seen this yeah. one. Um, then there's this one. We'll go a little bit more. This one. So that people can get a better understanding. All right. And then there's this one. I love this one. This one is the one. So tell us a little bit about. Yeah. Like the other pictures that you. Uh-huh. Yeah, this this is the one that this is the one right here. I think it was. Uh, let's see, this one right here. This is the one that got me the most. I was like, oh snaps! That one right there. <laughs> that right there was a bit crazy, you know. That's when I was doing, like I say, you know, I was doing, you know, my little crimes and what have you, gang banging, doing all that stuff, you know. And uh, I mean, it's just crazy how. You know, like I tell you, you know, how the devil, you know, just uses our brokenness, you know, um, just to do stuff we shouldn't do, be doing, you know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, I, when I tell you guys I was in it deep, man, I was in it deep, you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was, uh, you, you, you can say, well, now you can say, but the truth was that people feared me. People knew not to cross me because... Uh, you know, I had a reputation that if you crossed me, there was no talking to you, you know. Now, you know, like in the, in the, the what do you call it, in the mafia movies, you know how they sit down. I'm talking about the movies on the theater, okay? Yeah. You know how they sit down, you know, they're all chopping it up, trying to fix things up. Not me, you know. I, I would take care of it, you know, other ways, you know. But uh, that one picture that you showed uh, with, uh, you know, with me pointing at it, uh, it's it has Jesus in the pic in the in the t-shirt. That one right there, I'm gonna tell you something. To me, I love wearing t-shirts that will you know strike up a conversation. You know, there you go. And uh, for example, that one right there, that one, yeah, this one right here, I'm gonna tell you guys something. Shout out to my sister Kiana. She's the one that did this t-shirt. Um, it says him over her. What does that mean? Him, meaning Jesus, over her, meaning, you know, the stud life, you know, when I was, you know, getting with women and what have you, lusting with them and what have you, you know, doing all that simple stuff, you know, I chose Jesus, him, over, and I'll say them, the lifestyle, you know, homosexuality, I chose Jesus over homosexuality to put it more clear and more plain, you know, and uh, I'm going to tell you something, uh, what was it, like, um, two, three years ago, I had went to uh, North Carolina. No, excuse me, to Killeen. Two years ago, I had went to Killeen, Killeen, Texas, and uh, I was wearing that T-shirt that I'm talking to you guys about. And there was a, a, a stud in the in the parking lot. So I'm walking, you know, and all of a sudden the stud tells me, "Hey, can I ask you what does your shirt mean?" I said, "Yeah, sure." You see, right then and there, that was an open door for me to minister to her, you know. Um, and you see, we need to be careful as to how we minister to 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 people, you know. 
Um, so I started ministering to her, you know, I shared, um, you know, my testimony and then, uh, she said, Oh, wow. She goes, that, that's a dope shirt. I said, yeah. I said, um, Hey, who knows? I said, one day, maybe you could be wearing one too. And then she goes, you know what? She goes, you're dope. She goes, you're dope. She goes, cause never once did you send me to hell. She goes, I've had other people talk to me. And right away, what they tell me is if you don't change your, your, you know, your sinful ways, you're going to go to hell. I said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, I want to apologize to you, you know, because of, you know, what people are telling you, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I said, we're not supposed to minister or to send you guys to hell. Okay. Cause that's literally what people are doing when they talk that way. I said, we're supposed to go to, you know, talk to you guys. Like I, I, like I shared my testimony with you. I said, you know, and look what you're telling me that never once did you feel that I judged you. Never once did you feel that I was sending you to hell. I said, no, I said, cause I, you gotta understand. I said, God brought me out of what you, you know, of being a stud. I said, God brought me out of, of that. I said, so I know what my God is capable to do. I said, it's all up to us whether we want to surrender our lives or not, you know? And so, um, you know, I mean, I, I just love the fact that, you know, that I'm able to minister, you know, with certain shirts that I wear. This one right here with the cross. Um, uh, yeah, we were I, I in Hollywood. I love this we one. were out there doing an outreach. Um, yeah, we we were doing an outreach, um, you know, out in uh, uh, Hollywood. Uh, shout out to Brother Eli Contreras. You know, he came down from, uh, what is it? Uh, Manteca, California. I don't know if I'm saying the name of the place right, but anyways, they come from out of town. And, uh, you know, we were there. And trip this out, how good God was that day. I don't know if you could kind of see, like, in the back part where I'm standing, there's, like, uh, white blocks going across. Okay, the yeah, yeah. The street literally was blocked there from traffic, you know? And it's just crazy because, I mean, the... Uh, I mean, it was crazy because when we got there, for us to be able to see that the street was blocked off, I mean, there was walking traffic, but there was no cars going by in that direction. So we were able to stand literally in the middle of the street and, you know, minister, you know, to those walking around and what have you, you know. So that was pretty awesome, you know. Amen. So let's 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 look at this one. I like this one. In bondage, set free. What a what a what a difference between A and B. Talk to us a little bit about this picture. Mm -hmm. Well, this one right here, I love this picture, the before and after I call it, because exactly how I looked in the one that says in bondage, that's literally how Pastor Raw saw me the day I went to his church, you know, to get my salvation to accept God as my Lord and Savior, that's who we saw. You know, that's who he saw. And, uh, I mean, it's just awesome, you know, for me to be able to look back and see, you know, the pictures that, that you know, that, that I've had, you know, during my time and what have you. You know, and I love looking at them because, I mean, honestly, that's my testimony, you know. Mm. And uh, I remember people used to tell me, you know, um, Hey, you know, why don't you, why don't you, uh, turn around and, you know, change your picture, you know, change your picture. You're talking about my default picture, right? Don't, don't use that one no more. You're not there no more. God set you free. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, because I had the picture up, I'm not saying I'm 
still a homosexual. I don't get that. You know, I have it up. Like, for example, right now, if you guys go to my page, I have the one that's the, the one that you just showed before and after. Yeah. Because, like I said, that's my testimony. You know, that's all, not only my testimony, but that's also, you know, it strikes up conversation, you know, and I'm all about striking up conversation, you know, because we are a fisher of men, you know. Hey, Amen. We're having some typical on my side. I'm having some technical difficulties, but I can still hear you and everyone is still coming through. Can you still hear me? If you can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Never mind the screen. Just as long as you can still hear me. Cool. So what I want to do now is I want to get. Yeah. I want to um, I want us to uh to talk get a little bit uh, uh personal I guess you could say talk to us a little bit about yourself maybe there's some things that maybe nobody knows about you some some hidden talents some hobbies uh you know cooking cleaning uh art I don't know uh you clean I don't know talk to us. <laughs> well, uh, what I can say is that the Lord does use me, you know, to heal people. Uh, you know, he used me back in uh, 2015. Uh, I was going to a church. Uh, and I will say the name of the church because, I mean, it's no secret. I was going to Regency. And, uh, you know, long story short, there was this man, uh, Brother Eli, that uh, he was going to have surgery, you know, uh the following week and uh so we were having uh, uh what do you call that uh oh my gosh prophetic training and there were three modules and we were in we were the third module and uh what it consists of was uh you know we they were teaching us you know how to use our spiritual gifts and healing and what have you you know yeah you know? and so uh that day they paired us up in 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 twos you know and so I was standing there with another sister and brother Eli, he approached, you know, he approached us and, uh, he, the pastor, uh, Kathy, she said, you know, whoever feels led, you know, to, to minister to the person, go ahead and do so. Right. Yeah. So of course, you know, I felt led to, you know, to minister to, to brother Eli. And so, you know, I just started uh, asking him, you know, if it was okay if I could lay hands on him, uh, meaning on his knee. Uh, and he's like, sure. He had shorts on. As a matter of fact, it was in the summer. So he lifted up his shorts a little bit, you know. And, uh, you know, I put my hand on his, on his, you know, knee. And I'm praying over him and what have you. The next thing you know, I started feeling cracking, popping. This moving, that moving on his knee, you know, and um, next thing you know, um, he's like, oh, my God. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, I felt popping, all that twisting and this and this and that. He goes, um, and then I asked him, I said, do me a favor. I said, get your leg. I said, bend it, right? Ooh, come on. And he's like, I, I haven't been able to do that. He's like, I haven't been able to do that. I said, okay. I said, so get me right now. I said, and bend it. Bend it the way you haven't been able to bend it. Yeah. So he went ahead and he bended it. And he started getting all, you know, all excited. You know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I could bend my leg. I could bend my leg, you know. And I told him, what's something else that you haven't been able to do? He's like, I haven't been able to run. I said, okay. I said, well, tell you what. I said, with your faith. You run around 
and and you know run around in here i said and you praise god as you're running around you know so he starts running around you know and he starts praising god so uh long story short about that uh the lord healed him that day you know he didn't end up having to get knee surgery after all because god miraculously healed his knee that day you know wow amen praise god so that's one of your hidden talents amen 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 um I, I probably you're probably a uh, uh, you're probably an intercessor warrior too. I, I could see that. No, you love to pray for people. I could see that as well. Amen. So as we yeah. as we were going for about an hour and eight minutes, we've had a, a lot of uh, technical difficulties with the video, but the audio has been amazing, so people can still hear it. <laughs> but uh, you have really encouraged me, sis. You uh, encouraged me to. To believe God for, for greater things. Because sometimes, you know, we put God in a box. And sometimes we forget how good God is. And how God is still in the saving business. He's still reaching and teaching. And he's still, he's still saving. He's still <laughs> delivering. So as we come to a, a close. Mm -hmm. Like I told you earlier. You know, I always try to give everybody um, a little bit of... Uh, time to share something that's on their heart you know uh like i tell people you know we don't know what mm -hmm. tomorrow is gonna bring the bible says life is but a vapor it's here one second and gone the next you know Amen. so many people we know have died in the last year and a half through, from covid cancer uh aneurysms uh one of my co-workers passed away today and you don't know what the, the what's gonna happen tomorrow and so as christians we understand that we know that Life right. is very precious. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about if you had one sermon to preach, one last sermon, one last conference, one last outreach, what would you say and who would you talk to? What would you talk, say it to? I believe that I would speak to everybody because, um, I mean, although God brought me out of homosexuality, feel that we all need salvation no mm. matter what you know uh every sin is you know the same you know when, when god said sins notice that it's s-i-n-s at the end sins okay sins meaning it covers all sins you know so my thing is this you know we we need to remember you know we we have to live like 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 we're saying you know like today's our last day you know um when we you know like when we die you know, do we know where we're going to go? Mm. You know, uh, I know for a fact that me myself, uh, I, I, I do want, you know, people to give God a chance, you know, give God a chance, you know, um, it's, it's not hard. All you've got to do is, you know, just say the sinner's prayer, you know, ask God to come into your heart, you know, make him your Lord and savior, you know, John three sixteen is for everybody. It's not just for one person. And it's not just for somebody, it's for everybody, you know. And I, I believe that, you know, if, if you guys, you know, just put it this way. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm being led to, to even say this, okay. Those of you that have, a, a, you know, a loved one or loved ones that are in the homosexual lifestyle, that are gangbanging, you know, that, that are in any sin, okay. Don't talk out to them. Love them. Love them where they're at. Let's remember where God loved us, okay? 
God didn't love me when I was uh, uh, transformed. No, he's the one that transformed me, okay? We are not the ones that trans transform people. We are not, okay? We're not God. We are to love the sinners. Isn't that what the Bible says? Love the sinners but hate the sin? Meaning we got to love everybody. By us loving everybody, don't believe the lies of the devil that by loving them, you're condoning their sin. That's not true. That is not true. Okay? Now, if you love the sinner and you do condone the sin, that's two different things. Mm -hmm. Okay? But I'm telling you, love the sinner. Okay? Love them. And let God do what he does best. And that's restore the lives of your loved ones. Tell me something. When you came, or don't tell me. I mean, ask yourself. Ask yourself. Okay? When you came to the Lord, I guarantee you, you came broken. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that those that are in sin, they're broken people. Okay? They are broken people. You guys, I'm sure you guys heard this many times before. Broken people hurt people. Mm. I was broken. Come on. And I hurt a lot of people. Amen. Okay? But look at now. Thank God. Now, instead of me breaking people, I'm loving people. Come on. Come and on. I'm loving them to God. Not mm. loving them to Anna. Not loving them to Swag. Okay? Loving them to God. Amen. Showing them the way. Showing them God's love. Because let's be honest, okay? We, we're not here representing. We're representing God. We're representing Jesus, okay? Let's not forget that Jesus became human like us so he could fill and, and fulfill the life that we are now living, okay? Do you not want that same life for your loved ones? Come on, man. We got to love people where they're at. Amen. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give my life to the Lord. I'm, I promise. <laughs> Amen. Passionate. And I, you, you know what? I love your passion, sister, for the Lord, uh, for the word, for the work. You know, uh, a lot of people, they have the, a passion for the blessings, for the promises. And you could totally tell that you have a passion for souls. And uh, and I love how you 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 you're quick to say, you know, it's not about the homosexual lifestyle. It's about the sin. So and that's the thing, too, is people need to focus on the sin and not the sinner. Because in God's eyes, sin is sin. I like how you defined it. S-I-N-S. -S. Sins, not sin-er. You know, and mm -hmm. so, you know, we're all, we're all jacked up. We're all messed up. The difference right. is we put our trust in Jesus Christ and we repent. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, love, I, love that. I love your story. Um, I think, now I'm not a prophet and I don't want to prophesy or I don't want to profit, but I really believe that. <laughs> I really believe. Right? I really believe that. Uh, that maybe one day. I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's a God idea. I'm just. It could be Dave. Maybe you need to write a book one day, sis, and tell your story, because people need to hear that God is bigger than their sin, and God is more than their sin, and God is able to teach and un, is able to reach anyone, and sin is sin, so God is in this. Saving sinners business. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and give us, you have any shout outs? Amen. Amen. You want to give any shout outs? You want to give a shout out to your pastor? Uh, Tell us about your church, what time it meets, what day it meets, so they can come and uh, kick it with you. If they want to get a hold of you, let us know. Drop it. 
Okay, yeah, so um, I want to shout out Pastor Adrian and Marie Alanis, or Alanis, I don't know if I'm saying the last name right, but um, they're out in Pomona, the dwelling place of Elohim, and uh, it's every Sundays at 10 a.m. You know, me, myself, I'm having to watch, uh, you know, church online because I don't have a car, you know, to go to church. And, uh, you know, I know the time's coming when God's going to provide me a car, you know. Amen. So in the meantime, you know, that's how I get fed, you know, through online. But, uh, you know, and even right now, they're they're doing their church online right now also. So, um, like I said, you know, God, God knows why he does things the way he does, you know. Amen. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And shout out to my swag sisters once again, you know. Oh, and I do have a saying that I do have. It's, I'd rather hurt you with the truth than comfort you with the lie. Woo, come on. You know? And uh, I, people people ask me questions and they tell me stuff. And I tell them like this. Are you sure you're ready for my answer? Because, you see, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You believe, know? I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Of course, I'm going to give it to you with love. But you know what? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, that's why I have the saying. I'd rather hurt you with the truth than comfort you with the lie. You know, and and I mean, I have a lot of different sayings and what have you. And I'm going to tell you something that I I need to share this with you right quick. The day I got saved, uh, the day I got saved, I made a declaration. Give me a second. I made a declaration, right? And um, the declaration was, here, let me move this because I don't want to knock anything down. Well, I'll do it right now. But anyways, I made a declaration, right? And uh, what I yelled out was, tell hell I ain't coming. So, trip this out. July 17 was the swag convention, right? Because it was a convention, guys. It wasn't a conference. I had named it a conference at first, but then God changed it around and said, it's a convention. And the name of the convention was The Gathering. Anyways, so, um, like I said, I yelled that out, right? So a sister in the Lord went ahead and gave me this to hang up. Let's see if you guys can see it. It says exactly what I said. Tell hell I ain't coming. Ooh, come on. And that was the declaration that I made, you know. And shout out to Sister Yvonne. She's the one that drew this for me. And um, I tell you guys, I'm very big on, on, on uh, how do you say it? on quotes, on different things and what have you, because that's how the Lord speaks to me. And also, too, you know, right now, I also want to mention that God has also given me a ministry for the men. It's called BWAG. BWAG stands for Brothers Warring Against Goliaths. Okay? And, of course, I'm not going to lead that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one, I'm not going to lead it, because, of course, you guys need men to lead that one. Okay? Uh, And so, you know, the one that's gonna lead that one uh, so far that I know is King Cyrus. Shout out and, to King uh, Cyrus. Risen, you know. Oh, you know Risen? Yeah, that's so, my you cousin know, on my daddy's side. I, I haven't <laughs> met him personally. Yeah. No way. No, Come no, on no. now. Just... I haven't met him personally, but you know, um, I'm. <laughs> You're funny. No, no, no. But uh, you know, I mean, hey, God just gives me the names. What I do is I ask. Once they say uh, yes, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, and uh, we just have to be obedient, you know, to God's voice, you know. Amen. Um, also, too, check this out. God has also given me uh, a youth ministry, which is not put together yet, 
But I will say this. He did give me a name already for it. And as a matter of fact, give me a second, because where did I put it at? Oh, give me a second. Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. No, you good. You good. We, we, I get paid by the hour. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, man, hold on. Give me a second. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I didn't know God was going to have me speak about that right now. That's fine. No, uh, I, I, let's see. All right, real quick. I just want to let you know, Risen. That's a man of God right there. I love that brother. I was actually yeah. with him the other day. Um, yes. King Cyrus, man of God, love that brother. Um, yeah, man, there's some good brothers right there. Shout out uh -huh. to Risen. Yes, and then shout out to Keisha. That's Keisha, my mentor right there. Keisha scares me. King Cyrus' wife. Yep. I told her I don't want to be on your show because hey, that, that girl give it to you raw and real. Hey, I told her I don't want to be on your show because you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh snaps! Amen. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. So check this out. the The name that he get, he's given me for the youth, and I'm gonna tell you guys, okay? God has a thing of changing it up. So if this name doesn't stay, it's God. It's not me. Yeah. But the name he's given me so far, and as a matter of fact, it's COD, Christ Over Drugs. Ooh, come on. COD, Christ Over Drugs. And that's for the youth, you know? Amen. So we'll see what, you know, what God does with that, you know? Yeah, because come on, let's be real. You know, the youth needs uh, their ministry also, you know? Amen, amen. A lot of young people uh, dealing with uh, uh, a million things, dude. They got a million things coming at them every five seconds. One of the big things yeah. that I'm noticing, because I work with a lot of younger people, mm -hmm. is uh, it's a pill popping generation. You know, they love those pills, and they they don't they don't just have one drug. Mm -hmm. They do everything. Like you know, growing up, we all had one. Mm -hmm. I used to call it my girlfriend. One drug of choice. These kids nowadays, they take they do it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, like they like zombies. Um, but amen, yeah. sis. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Had a good time. Um, anything else you want to say? We got time. We uh, we got I got more money than time. I don't got my stimulus check yet. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anything else you want to say? On. Anything else you want to <laughs> share with us? Anything else on your heart? Anything you uh anything uh, what do we have anything coming up in the future? Any conferences, any conventions? Um, how can they get a hold of you? I want I wanted them. I want to um, promote you, and how can they get a hold of Sister Swag, get you at their women's conventions, men's conventions, youth conventions, outreaches, podcasts. We want we want you to spread this message of of redemption. This is what you got. You you have a message of redemption. You have a story that needs to be told because God saved you, and in a special way. Amen. Yeah. And you know what? Real quick before off too, um, what regarding the book that you were telling me about, it's funny you said that because you're not the first person that tells me about a book. I've been uh told about a book like a couple of years back. Uh -huh. And I do have a title, okay? And uh the title is Broken Crayon Still Color. Ooh. You know? Man. And we'll just leave it at that for right now. 
okay, this is what I want. When that book comes out, yeah, I need an autograph. <laughs> co- I need an autograph uh-huh. copy. And when you win your Pulitzer Prize award, I want you to thank me. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's you that, ain't asking for much. Yeah, and if you can right? just dedicate the book to me, that'd be nice too. I mean, you know. But amen. I appreciate you. Love you, sister. Okay. Um, thank God for you. Thank God for your ministry. I Love know you that too. God is doing a, a big thing. And you come highly recommended. Just letting you know. Uh, I didn't have you on the show because you 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 talk crazy to me in the comment section. I, that's not why I had you on the on the show. <laughs> but I just want to let you know, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your story. Thank you for being candid and transparent. And um, till next time, sis. God bless you. I appreciate you. Amen. God bless you too. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And thank you once again, David, for having me on. God bless you guys. Talk to you guys soon. God bless. Amen. What an amazing time. Crazy story about God's redemption. This is one thing about God. The Bible talks about his, he no sleeps nor slumbers. And his, not his, his, his arm, his hands are not too sure he can reach. God is in the reaching business. He's in the people business. He's in the restoration business. He's in the saving business. He's in the deliverance business. I want you to know that God is for you. And you can trust God for your loved ones. You can trust God for your unsaved loved ones. Those that are in gangs, drugs, pornography, uh, alcoholics, homosexuals. Whatever sin your family member's in, you can count on God to pull them out and to reach them. So until next time, like I always say, I I, I can't stay any longer because I got to go. But remember, here on the Av Podcast... We give God glory and we tell stories. Until next time, God bless you. We love you. Big shouts. Big shout out to Sister Anna, Miss Swag, Garcia for allowing us to come into her thought process. And we love you, Jesus. God bless.